Blog Talk Radio. Take a licking. <laughs> there is someone waiting who will hurry up and rescue you. Just call for super chicken. Welcome to the Backyard Poultry with the Chicken Whisperer Radio Show, brought to you by Calm Bach Feeds. My name is Andy Schneider, but most know me as the Chicken Whisperer, author of The Chicken Whisperer's Guide to Keeping Chickens, national spokesperson for the USDA Biosecurity for Birds program, and editor-in-chief of Chicken Whisperer magazine. Each week, I welcome experts in their field to share their knowledge about different topics, including backyard poultry, show poultry, heritage poultry, gardening, cooking, and, of course, living a self-sufficient lifestyle. Be sure to visit us online at chickenwhisperer.com, where you can follow us on Twitter, become a fan on Facebook, subscribe to the totally free digital edition of Chicken Whisperer magazine and take advantage of our brand new website, factorchickenpoop.com. Once again, I would like to thank all of you for tuning in to Backyard Poultry with the Chicken Whisperer, brought to you by our good friends, Kalmbach Feeds. At Kalmbach Feeds, our layer pellets and crumbles are all natural, antibiotic-free with no animal byproducts. Formulated just for laying hens, Our feed is fortified with essential amino acids and calcium to ensure maximum production of nutritious, tasty, strong-shelled eggs. From our family to yours, feed your hens the way nature intended. Pure, wholesome, goodness. Kalmbach Feeds. Find a dealer at kalmbachfeeds.com. That's K-A-L-M-B-A-C-H, feeds.com. Or order your layer pellets and crumples today on Amazon.com. Kalmbach Feeds is a proud sponsor of the Chicken Whisperer. All righty. Thank you very much for staying with us today on Backyard Poultry with the Chicken Whisperer. we got a great, great show lined up for you today. Today, I'm going to welcome back Peter Brown, also known as the Chicken Doctor, founder of FirstStateVetSupply.com. You want to check him out. He has tons of stuff to keep your backyard flock healthy. But he's here today to talk about Um, really some upcoming legislation that's going to take place January 1st, 2017. We've we've had several shows on this uh, with Peter Brown, the chicken doctor, with uh, poultry veterinarian and epidemiologist um, uh, Dr. Maurice Pateski and uh, and others. We've had several shows on the new uh, FDA veterinary food directive, and it's going to take place whether you like it or not can't bury your head in the sand on this one, Uh, January 1st, 2017, which essentially makes water-soluble antibiotics, the ones that a lot of you are used to just walking into the feed store, buying and taking home, mixing it up and treating your chickens, 
prescription only now. Uh, good, bad, the ugly, go back and listen to our other shows we've had on this topic over the last year, preparing for this to happen. And there is probably good, bad, and ugly to this. Uh, and, and really the uh, condensed version is that uh, maybe one positive make vets that right now don't want to have anything to do with chickens or don't see the potential of income with chickens or don't, you know, it might encourage them, it might make them um, learn more uh, about the care of backyard flocks and backyard chickens if they're going to have or maybe even be inundated with folks warning uh, antibiotics prescribed to them uh, from that vet. So so there may be an underlying positive regarding that end, getting more vet, vet veterinarians interested in caring for, treating, and accepting backyard poultry as uh, patients, if you will. Um, of course, the negative might be you have people now that may be successfully, and that's a big maybe, may be successfully treating their backyard flock with uh, the antibiotics they're essentially getting over the counter right now going into the feed store. Um, there may be some folks that are successfully treating uh, their, and getting benefit out of that um, uh, responsibility or uh, allowing to do that. Uh, there's probably, we've talked about this on the previous shows, some folks that are uh, not getting any benefit out of doing this, maybe using it wrong, maybe dosing wrong, maybe over-medicating, um, and they may fall into the category of why this is all taking place. Uh, over the years, we know, we hear about uh, uh, antibiotic-resistant bacteria uh, in humans. Uh, a lot of the expert physicians that are, oversee this program see that because uh, of the commercial industry, the commercial food industry, of overusing antibiotics. Now a lot of humans uh, are suffering uh, with a lot of this bacteria that the antibiotics we're treating with uh, through the food sources is, is no longer working. So if you want to place some blame, then you can, you can follow that trail if you want. Um, do I feel personally that even the backyard chicken keeper that overutilizes antibiotic treatment that treats wrongly, that treats too much, that uses the wrong dose over and over and over again, even if they have maybe on a on a larger scale a hundred backyard pet chickens, are they, are they directly responsible for this mass uh, anti um, bacteria? Uh, I guess the, the treatment of the uh, um, no, uh, of course not. I, I don't see it. I don't feel that. Uh, any way in my being that they're responsible, but we are all being grouped together. There is not, oh, well, this only good takes place if you have over 3,000 uh, birds in your backyard or on your farm or over 10,000 or over 20,000. This, You know, the backyard hobbyist flocks are exempt from this rule or this uh, directive. No, that's not the case. We are all lumped into this together. So we now come January 1st, 2017, instead of running over here to the uh, feed store to buy that little bag of antibiotic that we're going to mix in their water and give it to them, just because we saw on a blog that that's what we needed to do, um, nope, you're going to have to get a prescription for that from a veterinarian. Um, 
And so Peter today is going to be talking about not necessarily ways around that, but alternative methods to treat um, your flock, uh, alternative ways to treat your flock, not necessarily medicate, but treat. He may um, give us some, maybe some all-natural alternatives, make him try. He may be uh, having a roundabout way, easier ways we can get a prescription for those antibiotics that we might need or that we think we need or someone on a chicken forum thinks that we need. Um, and oftentimes that happens, and it's unfortunate. You get on a chicken blogger forum and you say, oh, hey, guess what? My chickens have green snot coming out of their nose. What do I do? Help me, please. And uh, nine times out of ten, people are going to say, oh, you need to start them on an antibiotic. You need to start them on this at this dose and that dose and this dose. Oh, my chickens had green snot coming out of their nose, and I used this, and, and, and I purchased this antibiotic, and it helped, and now they're all better. Um, meanwhile, uh, <laughs> there's so many, can't even count them, so many different illnesses that affect poultry that present with the same symptoms is that now you're going to treat with an antibiotic that may not even work. You don't even need an antibiotic, but yet your chicken has the same symptoms as the person who told you to use this antibiotic on the blog or on the forum. And then now while you're using this, you're not doing any good. You just wasted your money. You just wasted your time. Your chickens are not getting any better. In fact, they're getting sicker. And now they're starting to die because you took information from a blog or forum. So, uh, Interesting. We, and a lot of people fall into all these different categories. But today, uh, Peter Brown, also known as the Chicken Doctor, is in a few minutes is going to be joining us. And we're going to be talking about this, uh, about the directive. Go back and listen to our previous shows on this topic. But maybe ways around this, um, ways that you can still treat uh, or, or care for. This over on our Facebook page, I posted basically sick chickens. How will you deal with your sick chickens after January 1st, 2017? Is a hatchet or an axe in your chicken first aid kit? I know, and you know as well. For a lot of backyard chicken keepers out there, the first signs of illness, they pull out that hatchet. They pull out the axe. That is their medical care. I don't have to worry about antibiotics, Andy. I don't have to worry about going to the vet and paying their bill. I don't have to worry about, you know, sniffly, sneezy, snot, you know, any kind of medical problems, axe, hatchet. And whether you like it or not, <laughs> that for, for many people out there, a hatchet is their form of health care for their backyard flock. Uh, what about a vet visit? Yes, there are plenty of people that take their chickens to the vet. They have a good relationship with their vet that sees their chickens. They're willing to pay for that. Uh, they're getting prescriptions all day long if they choose to. They're getting fecal tests to see if they have internal parasites or not. There are many people. So they have that attitude. And those, some of them are the ones that may use the hatchet for their 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 their, their chicken healthcare plan is a hatchet, uh, and they think people and then of course the people taking their chickens to the vets maybe spending uh, two three hundred dollars on one chicken, the people with the hatchet is their healthcare plan look unfavorably up, upon that we get it, um, and then you've got the folks that medicate yourself or you've been in the habit of medicating yourself uh, your chickens over the um, uh, for a while. And so um, you've got folks that fall into that group. Uh, I treat my my own chickens. And then, of course, you have folks that want to go the all-natural routine. Um, And some people will say, well, that's just hocus-pocus. That's just quackery. That's unproven. And and you can still go that route if you want to. Um, You may have success with that, and you may not. Um, I'm going to give you an example of how, because sometimes people like to, 
uh, jump on the bandwagon here and, 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 and question my, oh, you're just anti on it. No, I'm not. I'm absolutely not. You come look in our medicine kit, our human medicine kit that we travel with for our three-year-old, five-year-old, and, and adults. And uh, you come look in our medical kit and see how much uh, natural remedy there's going to be in there, um, how much holistic or, um, is that the word, and homeopathy, whatever, uh, uh, items we have and, and that we experience. Uh, mild gallbladder attack, apple cider vinegar with some lemon, um, and and a heating pad, you know, whatever. Um, come look at our refrigerator and see, by all means, everything we have is not all organic. Everything, 100% no, but we routinely buy the same organic goods each week. So, no, I'm not bashing organic. I'm not bashing. Come look in my fridge. Come look in our medical kit. That'll surprise you the most based on uh, with our children grow, growing up. My uh, um, young oldest is five years old. And up until about six months ago, he's never had any over-the-counter meds other than the uh, holistic um, homeopathy uh, meds for, for kids. Just six months ago, uh, we did break down and get him some children's Sudafed because he just got, boom, bombarded about with, with this, uh, um, I don't know what it was, head cold, whatever. And um, we went that route because the other was not working. So, but you do. The, the difference here is you don't get, you don't hear me on the radio show. You don't see, you hear me posting. Oh well, cider vinegar cures um, gallbladder disease. No, I might use it. I personally might get some benefit for it. Can I prove that that actually helps me? No, I cannot, but I'm not touting it. I'm not getting, for example, going over here on this chicken blog or this chicken forum and making a statement when someone posts about internal parasites then and posting, uh, well, pumpkin seeds are an all-natural dewormer for chickens. No. Okay, so you don't see me doing that. So I may use some all-natural methods for my own lifestyle with my children. I may use to choose organic. I may choose non-GMO. I may choose no antibiotics. I may choose, all, but I'm not going out there making false claims and, and bad, you know, statements. So if that person got on that chicken forum, and I just had this long talk uh, with uh, one of the chicken forum, uh, what, is it, what do they call them, admins. I'm an admin on this forum. Oh, gee, okay, Barney Five, um, and and telling them say you're allowing these folks to say you know or just typing versus pumpkin seeds are an all natural dewormer for chickens. Okay, you allow that? Do you want to allow someone else who comes in and says and rocks the boat a little bit and says really show me the proof? <laughs> so if that person would come onto that blogger form and say, look, I absolutely know there's no proof that pumpkin seeds are not natural dewormer for chickens. Totally get it. No proof. No studies to prove it at all on the planet uh, for chickens. But I feel personally that it works. I feel like I'm having success with this, and I choose to do this. You, you know, I would recommend you try it too. But to blatantly come out and say pumpkin seeds are not natural dewormer for chickens is bad blog. It's bad forums. So, um, so you, you can, you know, but come look at my, you know, I'm just not touting it saying, boom, 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 boom. You know, show me the proof. And uh, anecdotal proof uh, because, oh, this seems to help me. Doesn't mean it's going to help Peter Brown. Doesn't mean it's going to help Dr. McRae. Doesn't mean it's going to help, you know, you can try it while you get sicker if you want to. But it's just, it's one of those things. 
So you can bash me all you want. The few of you that, oh, you're, come look at my medical bag and then bash me. Okay, I'm just not saying, making false claims, whether I use it or not. So great show today. Peter Brown, the chicken doctor, is going to be coming on. FDA, veterinary feed directive, alternatives of that, maybe alternative treatments, ways around getting that prescription, getting the prescription, how to get the prescription, um, uh, other <coughs> other things you may try. That's what we're talking about today. So we're going to go to our first commercial break. Get that pen, get that paper, get that notepad, take some notes, because I have no doubt in my mind this show will be helping quite a bit of you who normally go to the store and maybe just buy that bag of water-soluble antibiotics to treat. You're used to doing that, but no longer after January 1st, 2017. So uh, get that pen and paper during the break because you're going to be learning a lot in this episode. Thanks for staying with us. We'll be right back with Peter Brown, also known as the Chicken Doctor. The Yardbird Chicken Plucker takes the hassle out of backyard chicken processing by fully defeathering birds in less than 15 seconds. The compact size makes it easy to transport and easy to store. The one and a half horsepower motor and 20 inch stainless steel tub can handle two eight pound birds at the same time. There are no belts or pulleys to wear out and no adjustments necessary, which makes it virtually maintenance free. For more information about how you can own this must-have chicken processing product, visit YardbirdChickenPluckers.com today. That's YardbirdChickenPluckers.com. Ware Manufacturing has been building quality hutches since 1983. Ware manufactures modern chicken hutches, barns, pens, and nest boxes designed especially for the backyard flock. Ware offers hutches and pens for every yard size and every chicken keeper's budget. Visit their website at waremfginc.com. That's W-A-R-E-M-F-G-I-N-C.com. Or call them to find a retailer near you at 1-888-824-7257. Ware Manufacturing. Since 1921, Stromberg's has been a family-owned and operated business providing quality poultry and poultry supplies to their customers. Today, the Stromberg's family offers over 200 different breeds of poultry, including chickens, waterfowl, and game birds. They also offer poultry supplies for both the beginner and experienced poultry keeper. Stromberg should be on the top of your list when it's time to order your new day-old baby chicks and poultry supplies. Order online today at StrombergsChickens.com. That's StrombergsChickens.com. Do you provide a heat source for your backyard chickens in the winter? In most cases, it's not necessary. But if you choose to provide a heat source for your backyard chickens, it's imperative to use a safe and effective heat source, and the only one I recommend is the Sweeter Heater. The Sweeter Heater is a safe, completely sealed, washable, non-breakable, energy-efficient, long-lasting and reliable specific area heater that comes with a three-year warranty. Ditch the dangerous heat lamp this season and invest in the only heater I recommend, the Sweeter Heater. Purchase the Sweeter Heater online at SweeterHeater.com. That's SweeterHeater.com. 
Hey, it's the Chicken Whisperer. If you're in the market for a new incubator, then look no further than GQF. They have a great selection of tabletop and cabinet-style incubators at prices you can afford. I love my GQF Genesis Model 1588. It has a large picture window and an automatic thermostat, which makes for a better hatch every time. Go pick out your new incubator at GQFradio.com. That's GQFradio.com. Ideal Poultry has been a family-owned and operated business since 1937. Their business is built on customer service and quality poultry. From rare white and brown egg layers to broilers, ducks, turkeys, and bantams, Ideal Poultry is the largest supplier of backyard poultry in the United States, shipping close to 5 million chicks annually. Visit them online at IdealPoultry.com. That's IdealPoultry.com. Hi, I'm country music artist Nathan Osmond, and you're listening to Backyard Poultry with the Chicken Whisperer. And the mighty bird against prejudice continues his fight for law and order. So when you hear that cry in the sky, you'll know it's Super Chicken. Staying with us today on Backyard Poultry with the Chicken Whisperer, brought to you by Combox Feeds. Let's head over to the phone lines right now. Bring on our good friend Peter Brown, also known as the Chicken Doctor, founder of FirstStateVetSupply.com, and we'll get right into this topic. So make sure you all take lots of notes. Peter, welcome to the show. Thanks for joining us today. Hey, Andy, how are you? I'm doing well. Um, doing the best with what I got hanging out. Hey, I got to tell you what I've done in the last couple of days. It's so funny when we come when when we pass through this area. The Daytona Beach area, Ormond Beach area. We got uh, I got family that lives here. So when we're either passing through, heading down 95, we'll stop for a few days. And um, you know, over the years past, you know, you're, you may be sitting on the beach, and, or you go to uh, some popular spot, and there'll be folks in these shirts. Hey, do you come here often? Would you like to come and tour our facility? And we got a timeshare this and a timeshare that. And for a while, it's been coming here. I don't know. Just go away. And then, uh, but last year. We were sitting on the beach, and we were sitting there, and this guy comes up. And we, we, the first two that came up to us from this one resort, go away. What, what we can offer you, go away. And then finally the third guy comes up. and I'm the, third, the third person that's walked up here, well, I'll tell you what I'll do. What did the other two offer you? And then whatever it was. I said, I'll give you $150 cash if you uh, come up and spend this little 90-minute thing. And I'm sitting there, you know, like, um, I'm not doing a darn thing this afternoon. I said, I'll, I'll take you. Let's, let's go. So we, we leave the beach. We go home and change. We get down there. And uh hour and a half, you know, 90 minutes, you got to make sure you, you press them on that. And you listen to this spiel, and, you know, they start out with it. And I walked out, $150 cash. I'm like, okay, this is not a big deal. And so this year, uh, we're sitting at a different spot on the beach. We're coming through. And I, I told you, and I said, man, I'm doing that again. I'm just letting you know ahead of time. I'm going to do this. Uh pays for our, you know, whatever, go out to dinner with a family of four, you know, two or three times. So uh, a new place comes by, and um, I'm, like, I'm like, you know, uh, you, can't, you can't act too interested because if you're not, you, then they'll up the, the ante to bribe you to get there. So we did this, I think, on Tuesday, and uh, we ended up, it was a $120 Visa check card and a $100 dining voucher. So we're 225 bucks. And I said, 90 minutes. And he's like, yep, 90 minutes. Done deal. Show me, show me where to go. And sure enough, we went in 90 minutes. I'm, I make sure I look at my watch. They got me for 90 minutes. And then we walk out, and we had that. We went to uh, 
the grocery store. It came to about 120 bucks, and I slid that bit, went right through, and then we're walking out with a buggy full of stuff at the grocery store, 120 bucks. I used to go out to dinner, and then so what did we? Do? So I said, you know what, Jen? Let's go back. It's been about a year, and I think you have to stay out for nine months. Let's go back and sit at the beach at, at, at that intersection at Granada and A1A, wherever because we'll sit right in front of that timeshare, totally in our plan. So the first day we were there, nobody came by. And then yesterday, sure enough, somebody comes by, and I'm like, bingo, you know, score. I know what's about to happen. And um, same thing, $100 uh, cash. And so we woke up this morning. We had free lunch, free breakfast when you go. So I'm eating free that day and uh, at least one meal. And we go 90 minutes and – you know, you just kind of work the system, and then uh, no, it's not where. And then, of course, when you tell them, well, we already, you know, we travel primarily by RV, and you know, we just we don't even need your accommodations. And then they they get all they kind of burst their bubble when you say that. So we kind of know what to say now to get out of it. And um, and sure enough, and we got so a hundred 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 bucks today, I think it was cash, and then uh, a little two nights day when we're passing through, which we're going to book today and come back through and stay at their place for free for a couple of nights. It's, it's the thing. Jen kind of rolls her eyes, but I'm like, you know, just this, this week we've gotten $220 cash and $100 dining voucher that I've even yet to start using. And that nice stay at this place, we just toured when we come back through in a couple of weeks uh, on our way back out of town. I'm like, for 90 minutes, sign me up every time. Uh, so, <laughs> like, I'm asking the local do you know any other place that does this around here? So, I mean, I'm paying for my vacation. Well, yeah, actually, just about 90, 90 minutes there. And then they all start out like today. Peter, they started out $35,000 is what we're looking at, sir. And But look at how much money you can save if you normally vacation at hotels that average 150 a night. You're going to be set for the next 10 years, but this is a lifetime membership. And, um <laughs> Yeah, and of course you're ready to walk out. And the sharks come over, and they're like, "Okay, the best I can do is eleven thousand, and you know, from thirty-five thousand, we're down to eleven thousand now, and uh, this is what your financing would be." And we finance everybody, everybody. I don't your your credit, your your Beacon Sport could be a two, but we're gonna finance. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you. And oh my gosh! So hey, but man, I'm loving that. It's like. I'm I'm 220 bucks up this week, well plus 100 art, and and uh, Jen kind of rolls her eyes a little bit, but I you know she plays the game with me, and um and, and I'm yeah, eating free all week uh, this week, eating free all week, so uh, it's fine. You just have to make sure you don't fall into the draft. We look around and we're like, oh no, you know they'll stand up and say we have our newest members right here, Mr. and Mrs. John Smith. <laughs> okay. Oh, <laughs> uh, I love it. Yeah, I know it. It's just one of those things. So, and we always turned them away until last year. And I was like, I'm not doing a darn thing. 150 bucks. Let's just go try it, Jen. And now we're like hoping they'll come up to us. You know, who's the shark now, baby? That's funny. That is funny. I hope you're doing well. Hope you're be, uh, getting over the the, the, the um, health issues and you're getting kind of back to normal. Yep. We're so glad you're back with us. And um, interesting, we're coming up on. You know, we've been covering this all year long, but we're coming up on January 1st, and um, it's 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 going to be here whether we like it or not. And you're going to share mm-hmm. some really valuable information on 
we already covered what it means and what's going to happen, but you, today we want to focus on um, loopholes or things we can do uh, to get around it, maybe different alternatives that we can do with the health of our chickens, and maybe um, talk about how we can get those prescriptions uh, through whoever and what kind of ho- hoops we're going to have to jump through. But really, uh, it's, it's going to be a great show. Yeah, I, um, it's it's a uh, it's an interesting thing. I, I don't know um, what all you might have covered before, but I think it's it's worth um, spending a few minutes uh, because people are confused. Uh, this is a uh, two pronged approach uh, by the uh, FDA, and by that I mean they are looking at um, and making big moves on the water soluble medications. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's worthwhile to to uh, to put out here. This does not, at the present time, uh, involve injectable forms of these medications. So, mm-hmm. for some people, uh, that may be a workaround. Uh, you know, the um, injectables generally do not work very well. Um, you know, in the uh, in the water, uh, due to the fact that they don't necessarily mix in the water the way you'd like them to, evenly, and and that kind of thing. Uh, so there are some workarounds there. If you've got a uh, you know one sick chicken, uh, two sick chickens, and you you know you're dealing with it in that fashion, you might be able to you know to get around it. But it also covers um, a multitude of uh, feed additives. Um, most of the water solubles and then some. Uh, most people probably don't realize this, but uh, they're mixed in the feed on a routine basis. And I'll give you an example of that that most people. Uh, and the listening audience uh, could um, uh, probably uh, get their head around and understand uh, if you've ever been in any uh, of the feed uh, stores where you buy your feed or whatever and seen the red and white, used to be red and white, I don't know what it is these days or was, but anyway, it was a red and white colored bag, and it was uh, labeled Oreomyosin crumbles. It usually came in about a five-pound bag, and you could sprinkle that on the top of your feed as a top dress. Um, that will no longer be available to you. Um, if you were to want that and need that, you would have to uh, have a, uh, a relationship with a veterinarian uh, who would then uh, authorize that uh, through a, what they call a veterinary feed directive. And, and it's, I don't know too many vets that are going to bother to fool with that except on the commercial side. It's, it's complex, long form, uh, and, um, and so on. But, a lot of the medications are made and, and mixed in uh, feed on a routine basis for uh, use either in the commercial industry or smaller flock holders or whatever. Um, and before that, you know, this time period, you really didn't need a prescription, uh, but you had to get it from a feed mill uh, for the most part. Depending on, a lot of this stuff was depending on the concentration. The reason you were able to buy the oreomycin in that uh, fashion was that it was a very, very low level, and that's just what they're not wanting out there is the low level. So uh, you won't be able to find it either. Um, and on the feed side, um, uh, and I want to throw this out there to people, this, this, these directives cover antimicrobials, okay, and it does not cover, and this is important, and one of the reasons I contacted you about doing this particular show topic today was that you know people call me? Oh, I can't get cord. I can't get ampoule. Not true. Not true. It's not an antimicrobial. It's an antiprotozoal. Totally different. And it's not a drug that's on the list on either side of the aisle. If you look up the feed additives, it's not there either. Now, 
one caveat to that, if you a lot of medications on the feed side, feed additives, are done in combination. So if you see a uh, go to the feed additive section of the FDA site and you see, uh, and you will find, uh, I've looked at it myself, you will find uh, a couple there that contain Amprol in conjunction with other covered antimicrobials, and that combination is um, not allowed to be sold to to people uh, over the counter or anything like that. You still have to have a script for it, even though it contains the Amprol. And the reason for that is it can, can the Amprol is not covered, but the other items are. So it gets caught mm-hmm. up in the mess, just like the rest of us caught up in this whole thing that that are not eating chickens and what have you, the show circuit and so on. So try mm-hmm. to get understand that, you know, that a uh, a chlortetracycline penicillin mix uh, on a feed additive side would be covered under a veterinary feed directive and require it. And if you want to throw Amprol in on top of that as your, your, uh, your coccidiostat, that still will require, that triple combination will require the VFD, not because you threw the Amprol in, Okay, mm-hmm. but because of the other two that are there that do require it. the ample by itself does not. Because I've fielded many a, a question on Facebook and here in the office, you know, they go to tractor supply and they say, well, we're not going to have ample because it's it requires a prescription. That's nonsense and poppycock. Uh, it's just mm-hmm. not covered. It's a rumor to get started, and it is a directive probably sent to a feed store like tractor supply, and I'm only using them as because a couple of people had told me about it. Probably got mm-hmm. a directive from somebody said, you know, all antimicrobials, they don't know the difference, so they say they're not going to have it. And if they don't have it, they don't have it. But uh, I got more than I want to sell right at the moment. So there's, there's plenty mm-hmm. around, and it will be available for sale afterward. And as a medicated feed, uh, it will be available because it's not covered under the veterinary feed directive. Okay? So there's mm-hmm. no, no rhyme or reason to it. Most of the um, – Anti-coccidials and coccidial-type medications, even feed-wise, are not covered. Your ionophores, uh, uh, which are a different class altogether, uh, they're not covered either. Okay, just just so people will will uh, you know will understand that the um, the things that are going to transition to a a veterinary feed directive. We'll start with that one first, just to, to throw it out there. I don't know if you've already covered this, but it's it's mm-hmm. I don't think you can say it enough and beat it into people's heads. Um, Right. Everything that is in the in the tetracycline group, whether it's um, uh, and and I always tell you when I'm reading from you, so I made a little list: uh, oramycin, uh, what you would know as CTC, which is chlortetracycline. Okay, um, the entire group, uh, regardless of manufacturer, regardless of bag size, regardless of the strength of the product in the bag, whether it's a uh, a 10 gram uh, package uh, of you know or 102.4 grams of active ingredient uh, they're all covered okay and all manufacturers um, fall into that same uh, category um, so that covers them and that and you know basically that whole thing is going to just transfer over to the water soluble side but we'll go through them that way too and here here's what I was talking about be- before um chlortetracycline and sulfamethazine Okay, that's oreomycin and sulfamethazine, um, and um, is is covered under a veterinary feed directive because those two are antimicrobials, and they uh, are going to uh, you know be caught up in this this whole uh, group of things. Um, and here's one for you: um, hygromycin, hygromycin B. 
which is actually a wormer uh, that people use. Uh, um, I can't try to remember the name of it right off the top of my head, but um, it's um, sold by one of the outfits out there. It comes in a one-pound thing, and it's a very hard pellet, and you've got to mix it with 50 pounds of feed. Uh, you won't be able to buy it either. Okay, it's going to transition along with this, and my assumption there is, um, and I used to know about a lot about hygromycin years ago, and then it was taken off the market. Um, and here's the funny part about it: it's, it's, a, it's the hygromycin itself, the active ingredient, is marketed by um, uh, Elanco, but uh, that product is made in China. So, all, for all of you po- folks that don't like China and don't want things from China, um, that have purchased the um, that wormer, uh, and there are a lot of people that I've dealt with that have purchased it. Uh, you bought something from China inadvertently, okay? Uh, lincomycin, we've all seen that around. Um, it, um, it, it, it as well will be covered. Um, your oxytetracyclines, uh, so this would be, uh, the, um, even though it's not available under this trade name anymore, the old teramycin, that'll ring some bells with people. Uh, that wouldn't be available uh, Penox, oxytetracycline, uh, CTC, uh, uh, OXTC, TM, all of those. And, and again, any bag size, any strength, any manufacturer, uh, both uh, on the water-soluble side and the, and the feed side. So you can see it's going to involve a lot of, of drugs. Mainly on the feed side, it'll, it'll, um, it'll involve a lot of combinations because lots of times uh, in the feed uh, they will use things in combination, but we don't necessarily always do that on the water-soluble side. Okay. Um, <clears throat> So you, um, your um, uh, oxytetracycline neomycin feed mix, okay, um, so that would be a combination of your oxytetracyclines, uh, which would be like the teramycin mixed with neomycin. Okay, great combination, but no longer available uh, over-the-counter or without a prescription as a feed additive. Uh, all of your penicillins, uh, make that pretty simple, um, and all of your uh, sulfur drugs mixed with uh, other uh, ingredients as, as well. Um, uh, Tylosin, which is already uh, a prescription, went about a year ago. Um, and Tylosin was, was uh, made with, uh, in conjunction with sulfur drugs as, uh, on top of it as a combination. Uh, that, too, will be, uh, uh, will be by, the, by the boards. So th- those pretty much cover most of the, uh, of the outright uh, drugs for the feed additive side, but certainly any one of them, all kinds of different combinations, and there are literally hundreds of them, um, and, and they are listed all. What makes them hundreds of them, not that there's so many um, uh, different drugs, it's different manufacturers, so it affects every manufacturer that wants to manufacture that as a feed additive <clears throat> who has signed up for this uh, for the, uh, uh, the government program. Some of them have voluntarily pulled their products, and that probably had to do with more than the fact that more of a headache to go back and uh, uh, make it a script status uh, than it was worth for the amount of stuff that they actually sold because there were a lot of players in the market for those kinds of things years ago. Um, so uh, those are all moving uh, that way. And if, if, if you go back in the archives of the uh, Chicken Whisperer uh, uh, program here, you'll, uh, you'll find many instances where I warned that this was coming. Um, so this technically shouldn't be a big surprise to people, but it is. Um, people are scrambling around what to do, what to do. And um, we'll go into a few things here uh, in a minute, uh, you know, that you can do uh, to try to, um, 
either get around or hang on until you can hook up with somebody that can give you a hand uh, getting a script or whatever, and, and we'll, we'll deal with that in a minute. Uh, on the water-soluble side, um, you're going to be looking at, again, all of the tetracycline groups, your oreomycin, chlortetracycline, penchlor, uh, CTC, uh, um, and, and all of those in any way, shape, form, uh, bag size, and strength. Uh, the other one is gallomycin, which we uh, we know on the human side is erythromycin. Uh, that's uh, going to be script as well. Uh, genomycin, not usually used too much in chickens. It was used a lot in uh, day-old chicks and hatcheries, especially uh, turkey poults, uh, to combat uh, uh, E. coli uh, problems uh, and stuff. Um, some people still use it at uh, the uh, uh, genomycin pig pump. Uh, it was an oral liquid that was uh, in a pump. They used, they used to give it to day-old uh, baby pigs as well, give them a squirt or two down the, down the throat. All of that is covered uh, as well, okay? Uh, lincomycin, again, uh, under any manufacturer, any size uh, is done. Uh, lincomycin, spectinomycin, which is very, very popular uh, among certain groups of, of people who raise fowl of, of all different descriptions. So the generic would be Speclinx um, and the... Um, the uh, uh, name brand would be LS50, which would be a combination of lincomycin and spectinomycin. Uh, it is covered uh, as well under the uh, OTC uh, prescription-only water-soluble drug transition. Uh, neomycin, uh, you would think a relatively benign product, been around for a zillion years, but it too is caught up in this mess. Uh, people might know it on the liquid side as uh, uh, biosol liquid. Uh, usually came in about a pint bottle. Um, uh, neomix, uh, neomycin, neomycin liquid, neomycin sulfate, neosol, uh, all of those, um, um, neo325, uh, all of those are covered under the, uh, under the water-soluble uh, transition. Uh, the oxytetracycline group, uh, there's a zillion different uh, uh, manufacturers, tetroxy, uh, oxytet, uh, tetravet, uh, uh, teramycin, uh, penox, um, any of these uh, are all uh, covered. Again, any size, shape, form, concentration makes no difference. They all fall under the same thing. Um, on the water-soluble penicillin side, uh, the penaqueous, pensol, pen-g, potassium, R-pen, solupen, uh, hand-pen, all of those um, are all uh, falling under this same thing. Uh, spectinomycin, which is part of the LS50, it's, it's the, uh, the other part of it but it is available in a pure form, uh, and it's just called Spectam, and it is uh, covered under it as well. Uh, Sulfadimethoxine uh, comes under a number of different things, SDM, uh, Dimethox, uh, Albon is the uh, uh, name brand product, usually a lot more uh, uh, cost involved, uh, Agrabon, uh, all of these um, are, are all covered under it. Um, sulfamethazine, uh, both and, and again, you get into some of these things just because uh, they're you know it's not just the powders on the on the water side. If it's if it's liquid, it's, it's going to fall into the same thing as long as it's covered under these drug classifications. So you're looking at your Solmet, uh, both powder and liquid, uh, the SMZ Med, uh, Sulfa, Solmet, all covered. Um, Sulfoquinoxalin, I don't think is being manufactured um, um, at the moment by itself. I know that it's. Uh, being manufactured in conjunction with a uh, uh, like a triple sulfur product, and that also falls under it. Um, 
So it'll be uh, SQ solution, sulfoquinox, uh, sulfonox, uh, sulfoquinoxalin solubilized, uh, uh, sulquin, which is the old Salisbury uh, uh, product that used to be around, and I don't know anybody making it under that name either. But they're all going to be covered, and um, there are some that have been taken off the market uh, voluntarily, and the, the note from the FDA is they will, you know, irregardless uh, if they come back in afterward. Uh, will be uh, required to, uh, uh, after January 1, to have a uh, prescription from a veterinarian to get. Uh, and those are some of the um, uh, chlortetracycline, uh, sulfamethazine, uh, streptomycin, which hasn't been around in a, quite a while. Um, uh, those will all require um, the, uh, the uh, prescription. And again, your tetracycline uh, group, your duramycin, which was popular at your uh, tractor supplies and stuff, uh, all of those, uh, you know, straight up tetracycline, tetracycline, uh, hydrochloride, tetramed. I'm only reading some things off because some people might use these, and these are name brands, the active ingredient in them would be tetracycline. So this is going to be a big ouch for everybody, uh, self-included, because it takes a product line uh, and makes it almost impossible to sell. And uh, we are currently working on some very valid solutions. Uh, the paperwork uh, has all been submitted. The money has been sent with no guarantee, spent rather, with no guarantee of any uh, viability or monetary return on my investment. Uh, I'm not at liberty at the moment, uh, not wise to talk about something that may not come to fruition. But stay tuned to, to this uh, show because uh, when it does uh, – uh, become available, hopefully, uh, as as I planned it out. Um, we will, uh, you know, announce it here uh, from the treetops. And uh, uh, but we we have a a reasonable workaround. It's going to be cheap, but it's it's still going to be a a, a legal workaround, hopefully, uh, that uh, will allow you to uh, to get your scripts and meds and for your birds and so on. But uh, uh, at the moment, uh, we're all going to fall under this category and. Uh, Technically, um, <clears throat> um, from at least the antibiotic side, put me out of business, period. And may take the whole company out with it and uh, have no say in the matter whatsoever. So there's, there's something that I've worked uh, the majority of my life to um, perfect, so to speak. That can be just pulled out from under you for, for no, no fault of my own. So. But... Um, so what else can you do in the interim? You know, uh, I thought it was interesting, Andy, you talk uh, about holistic products, and <clears throat> I've never been one to, to poo-poo them uh, when I was able to myself uh, understand uh, how they work uh, and what's the driving uh, mechanism behind them. Um, mm -hmm. It's one thing to say I took X and uh, I was cured, uh, when not knowing whether you would have taken nothing, uh, it would have gone away. And that's one of the things mm -hmm. that people don't understand about the cost of, of getting, you know, our present-day drugs um, approved through the federal process. You know, at the end of the day, does it all boil down to dollars? Yes, it does, unfortunately. Uh, but our process that we do here uh, in this country, uh, we have the government constantly protecting us from ourselves. Um, and I'm a believer uh, in education, as you well know. Um, anybody that's listened to me knows that. Um, and I want to know why these things work. 
if they work, even if even if you know, take take the oil of oregano. I want to know what what's driving this. What what makes it work? Not just because the manufacturer sold it to me, and I in turn sold it to somebody else who's having tremendous results with it. We're five years into this study now, and and getting tremendous results. And I'll tell you this: I have a client who is a excellent poultry steward. Keeps a good shop. Keeps good birds. Um, doesn't really show, but um, keeps uh, some of the best uh, speckled Sussex birds in the country. Okay. And he's been on the oil of oregano for about five years now, and he ran a little experiment of his own. And um, he took some of his birds off of it, and within short order, they broke with coccidiosis. He has not had coxie in five years. Took the oil of oregano out of that particular group, and boom, here it came roaring back. So we know it worked, and and um, part of it uh, of what it does, it has an action on the gut, which makes the uh, the gut wall slough off earlier than it normally would. So it, it doesn't allow these uh, microbes to uh, to set up shop and get started and get rocking and rolling, and that's the reason why you know you have to use it all the time. People are shying away from it uh, lots of times because um, uh, the investment is 25 cents per gallon of water per day. That's what it is, and people are not in droves willing to do. It. I've got a fair amount of people doing it, but not as much as I would like or think should. And if you go back and look at some of the things that we've done show-wise in the past and looked at how we talked about gut health, gut health both on the human side and the animal side uh, in the last few years now is coming to a uh, the forefront. It is the first line of defense, both human and otherwise. And it makes good sense to keep your gut health strong because the stronger you keep your gut health, the stronger you keep your overall immune system, whether it's you, Andy, your children, uh, and, and, and me, uh, and otherwise. Uh, I think, to a great degree, I'm living proof of it, okay? But being through some of the anomalies that I've had come up on me, um, mm-hmm. you know, I, I for, for what's happened to me, I take very little medication. And probably if I were a person who, you know, engaged in a lot of games of chance, uh, might even consider stopping them all, but I'm not willing to do that. And um, but I still take the very bare minimum uh, of, of medication for a person who has been in my position. And there is no question in the mind of my doctors or myself that it is the dietary discipline that I have undertaken that has uh, gotten me to where I am. So each to his own. I have learned. Uh, over the last five years, because this, this February will be five years for me from, from my uh, major anomaly, and um, over that period of time, I have learned for sure that you are not going to change uh, people's minds, at least certainly not easily. And uh, so what, I, you know, what I've come to do now, even, even chicken-wise, I'm not here to change your mind. If you can't see the forest through the trees, I'm okay with it. Be blinded by whatever you read somewhere else and, 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 and whatever. I'm, I'm quite happy with it because it doesn't affect me. And uh, I have seen what the products will do. Now, I don't, wanna, I don't think we have the time here today. I think you wanted to, to, to quit right at 1 or so. And we'll uh, we can go to about 115 one is fine. Okay, that's fine. Okay, I can do that. And so we will do another show at a later date. Um, 
and explain in, in great detail how some of these things work, what's the driving force behind them. Uh, I have a product that will be available sometime next year um, that I put together and put together because of the research that I've done on my end, uh, the trials that I've done on my end. Uh, again, I, I don't have the money, the time, or the resources to, to do any of these double-blind studies and all this kind of stuff. But fair to say that, you know, the um, turkey producer that I have who's been on the oil of oregano for five years now with virtually no mortality, more turkeys than he's ever sold before in his life, and I've known this man and dealt with him for well over 20 years, okay, uh, who uh, has told me point blank he's had the best feed conversion he's ever had. And that doesn't come around by happenstance. That doesn't come around uh, just just because. It comes around because these birds are in top health, uh, immune system-wise. They're metabolizing their food uh, better, getting more of the nutrients out of that food, growing better, uh, living better, uh, no anomalies to speak of, of at all. And um, the, the man is just blown away by the whole thing that something so simple as putting you know, 40 ounces of oil of oregano and 1,000 gallons of water and letting them have it every day has made his life a lot easier and put more money in his pocket at the end of the day. So mm-hmm. there has to be something to it, you see. There has to be. It's not just so, – and it's, and Walt Rudzuski, you know Walt. Walt's a, a, an avid listener of the show, and he's up in, up in Connecticut, and he'll tell you the same thing. Sabrina Maiden in Colorado, she'll tell you the same thing. Alan Eastep over in uh, uh, Virginia. He'll tell you the same thing. It's working. And I basically know the, the reasons why. The, these natural products can ter- contain uh, what's called phytochemicals. And it's the amount of the phytochemicals that they have that make them work. And there are different classifications, which I'm not going to go into you know, today, but that help to... to uh, to ward off these microbes that that birds and humans encounter on a daily basis. Um, To give you an example, and and I I don't know all of the the rhyme and reason of what they spoke about yesterday, but there were two researchers um, uh, on the radio yesterday talking about um, how we've tried to live in too clean a society, and I keep telling people that the same thing. here, here where, where I live, uh, when they build a new chicken house, one of the worst flocks you're ever going to have is, is the new flock that goes in a clean chicken house. And, and they, just, they just don't have the, the gut microbes uh, to assist them to, to, um, to uh, have their immune systems functioning at, at a high level. Uh, and what these folks were saying is that we are losing the ancient microbes of our ancestors, and this is not nonsense of these people talking about stuff that they don't know anything about. They've researched it, and they know that the microbes that are in people's guts today are different, and they're not the same. And it's because we're not passing these down through, uh, you know, all kinds of crazy hand sanitizers and, and everything else. He didn't say not to wash your hands. He just said not to be a nut about it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, certainly after going to the toilet, one wants to wash their hands, but when one pets their dog, I don't think it's overly necessary to go run and wash your hands, okay? Uh, I see people all the time saying, you know, they're, they're germaphobes, and when you become a germaphobe, you do not allow your body and your immune system uh, to be acclimated to those, and therefore when you do encounter them, you have more of a problem than a person who is 
has their system acclimated to it, and their system, their immune system has seen it, responds to it quicker, you may never even know it. You may never even know it, that your immune system is taking care of uh, a microbe that might have been harmful to you because you were were, uh, exposed at one point in time in your life. It didn't overwhelm you then, but your immune system has been programmed to see it. It's like it's like keeping on guard, keeping on lookout for something, okay? And when it sees it, it says, oh, I've seen that before. Let's go and kill it, and it does. But when it's never seen it before, it has to say, hmm, what is this? Well, let's go over there and take a sample of it. Let's go over here and see what it's all about. And by the time that happens, uh, this, if it is real aggressive, it can overwhelm you. It's the easiest way to try to explain it. And we've talked about, uh, especially in chickens and humans, the mucus layer is your first line of defense in your gut. Uh, which protects the uh, uh, the greatest part of of your of your immune system. When you mm-hmm. break that down by creating a system uh, uh, a situation in your system, and, and, and I'm talking chickens, humans here, so it's not a human uh, education part here by itself. It's both. When you break that mucus layer down through things that you eat that are hostile to the, uh, the this uh, environment in your stomach. Um, for some people, that may be the overindulgence of fats, uh, uh, such things such as ice cream, uh, using, using one. When uh, people overindulge in ice cream and put their gut in a situation where it turns into a, a situation of, uh, of diarrhea, uh, lots of times you don't think a whole lot about it, but you have now disrupted that entire biome and opened it up and made it subject to whatever comes along and made it more vulnerable. Um, you know, in the intestine, you know, we talk about it all the time. About 60% of the immune cells lie in that intestinal tract. The immune system uh, and the gut now communicates with the brain. We know that. The new pathway that was found by researchers at the University of, of Virginia about a year or two ago. So it's not nonsense. It's not, you know, baloney. Um, so the things that people can do out there to keep their birds healthier is to, uh, to use an oil of oregano. I'm not going to tell you to use mine because I see people doing all kinds of wacky stuff. I will tell you that the one we have has been adapted for poultry. It stays in solution. It will not float like oil on the top of, of, the, uh, of the water. It doesn't gum up your nipples. It doesn't gum up your, your waters. They don't get slimy. They don't get oily. It's really fantastic stuff from that standpoint. And I sell the most powerful one around that I'm aware of. Uh, I see these other ones out there uh, uh, in a quart bottle, it's all watered down. You're buying mostly water. Okay. Yeah. I think one thing that I, I want, one thing that I want to stress to folks as well, because I see this all the time. Whether it's they just Google, uh, they're a Google expert and they Google some study on whatever herb they're looking for regarding chickens, um, mm-hmm. and, and they'll just a snippet of information in the study. They won't read the whole thing, but they'll see some headline of the study. And they'll say, oh, look, see, um, oregano can help this, 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 and this. But what they didn't realize is that they're going to get more than likely zero benefit, because I've seen people do this, is that they'll go to the store in the pizza aisle and buy a shaker of oregano and shake it on their feet. And Mm -hmm. what they don't realize is no, it has to be in this form, or the oregano has to be mixed with this other um, Mm Ingredient to actually activate it or to, to allow the chicken's body to actually use the oregano or absorb the oregano, right. or it has to 
and, and it's just amazing. And that, not just the oregano, but anything, no matter what it is, I've seen it so many times that they'll just go and plant an herb garden with this herb, but mm-hmm. they don't read into the study and say, well, this herb only works if it's mixed with this other herb and this other ingredient so the body can actually use it. They can actually absorb it. They can actually... So it's, it's just such a, <laughs> a crazy thing. Wait, you've got... It's and I, and I'll tell you, in, in response to your to your uh, your statement, uh, it is true, exactly true what you're saying. Because you're taking um, an oregano product, doesn't necessarily mean that your body is going to be able to absorb it and break it down. Okay, there is such a thing as a placebo effect. That's why when they do these blind studies, the participants don't know what they're getting. They don't know whether they're getting the actual medication or substance or a, a placebo, which is an inert uh, product. And it has to be that way if you're going to do that kind of a study so that you don't get the person's feelings about, well, I'm taking it and therefore I see something, you know, uh, uh, some benefit from it. So it takes that, uh, that part of it, uh, you know, out of, out of the equation. Um, the, the same thing when, when we see videotape of a, uh, of a crime uh, and the, the videotape is not immediately released for, for whatever the reason, we don't want to taint the witnesses mm-hmm. that are still being interviewed or talked to uh, and have them say, oh, yeah, that's what I saw when it's not what they saw. Okay? So mm-hmm. there's a whole lot of things. So in looking at the oil of oregano, we already know that a, uh, an oregano product that is high in uh, Cravacol, is more beneficial than those that are not. And there are a zillion different uh, species of and varieties of uh, oregano. None of them mm-hmm. are created equal. And all of that being said, the benefit comes from the absorption. And we know that most of these natural substances, I can't speak for all, I've not looked at all of them, but every one that I've looked at does not absorb very well through the gut wall. So it always has mm-hmm. to have a potentiator. Okay. Right. And that potentiator. Go ahead. Go ahead. I just have to make that aware to folks because I see it so often, and they just a lot of folks just jump to that that headline on the study and they don't mm-hmm. do it over. They think they're getting benefit by sprinkling it all on just a regular old pizza oregano or something, and I'm yep. just like, no, no, no. We want you to get benefit from this, but you've got to go this route if you're going to do it. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, yeah. yeah, I just wanted to make and, that. Yeah, that's fine. And it's a perfect thing to, to, to bring up because then that brings us to the next thing in line. How do you make these things uh, absorb uh, properly? Okay. And that is through the use of the bioperine or the piperine, which are both extracts of the black peppercorn, proven uh, products to make these items absorb tremendously more times than they would by themselves. And, and the oil of oregano that I have is potentiated with uh, piperine because it comes out of Europe, okay? In the States, they call it bioperine. A company out of New Jersey has a patent on it, okay? So it, it is knowing that these things, and this is why these things are beneficial. So when you buy uh, a quart bottle for twelve ninety five, okay, it is not the same as the two-ounce bottle that you buy from me where we use six-tenths six tenths of a cc, um, you know, to a gallon of water. So the two-ounce bottle ends up doing 100 gallons of water, makes it about 25 cents uh, per gallon, uh, you know, per day. And um, I find that most people are not willing to spend that because if they were, this stuff would be jumping off the shelf more so than it is now. 
And I refuse to go and argue anymore with anybody. Not that I argued before. You state your facts, you become an argumentative person. And when you persist that your uh, your facts are correct and the others are wrong, then you become the idiot. So I stay away from it now. I just you know most of the time I just let them go on because you you can't. Um, there's a difficulty in educating certain people, and they just they they want to be right. Um, and I proved that not too long ago um, on one of the the, uh, the blogs on Facebook, uh, got in a, in a uh, discussion about uh, veterinary feed directives. Uh, you know, and and how they came about, and what's required, and everything else. And you know, after um, an all-night session of this stuff, after several hours of going back and forth, answering back and forth, and everything else, and I just said to him, "Yep, you're right. You have the desire to be right, so therefore I deem you right." And that's the end of it. You know, it's the only way you can. It's the only way you can stop it. You know, is to just bail out and say, "Okay, you know, I'm talking to the wall," and you know, person just doesn't want to be educated and. Uh, you know, I've even had the conversation where people say, oh, yeah, it said all medicated feed. No, it never said all medicated feed. It said items that are in the directive that is talking about medically important drugs that are used as feeds in medicated feeds just because the chick's daughter is considered a medicated feed does not make it fall under these things. Okay? Nowhere in the directive is Amprol or Corid, either powder or liquid, mentioned other than where I told you it was mentioned when it's used in combination with other drugs that uh, in the feed additive section that do require a veterinary feed directive. And they're two different things. Having a prescription for a water-soluble drug is very different from a veterinary feed directive. Okay? Very different. Written by and require a different level of veterinary involvement um, and and so on. So... uh, it's it's a it's a it's a bag of worms that that um, I've just outlined here for everybody. Nobody should come away from this conversation saying, you know, what did he say? It was straightforward. I read it to you directly from the FDA website. Um, I have I have the opportunity to work my computer with two two screens, and I have the water solubles on one side and the uh, the, uh, uh, the the feed additive drugs on the other side, and. Uh, you know, plus other notes that I wrote down about other things. But um, the the point of the matter is is that uh, this is coming whether any of us like it or not. It's it's in motion, not going to be stopped in any way, shape, or form. There may be modifications down the road. There is no provision for backyard people, no exemption for backyard people. Um, somebody said to me the other day, well, you know, uh, just telling me to raise pigeons. No, what they have done is made it so that if I want to buy these medications that I bought for the last umpteen years over the counter, if I want to buy them as a company, a legitimate company, okay, I have to be licensed to do so. Otherwise, you're not getting them. So uh, that's just the way it is. And, you know, I'm working towards that end. Don't know if it can be accomplished. Uh, We've jumped through a lot of hoops, spent a lot of money, and... um, Filled out a lot of paperwork, I can tell you that. But um, we'll see. You know, and, well, the whole world, you know, the whole government, any governmental agency, you know, runs on paperwork. And they're not happy when this is paperwork. Um, mm-hmm. I can tell you this on the most important aspect of it the paperwork has been accepted. And now I'm just waiting for the uh, executive review committee to review everything and hopefully put their stamp of approval on it. We'll see. We'll know something maybe in the next 10 days or so. So maybe by the time we do the next show, we'll know. 
Um, and then after it's all said and done, after this license is granted, maybe, then there's still a facilities inspection of which I've had to run a whole new facility. So <laughs> with no guarantee of any monetary return. It's not in the bag. Not as easy as anybody thinks. So uh, we're trying, and we'll keep everybody informed. Um, but the best thing people can do now, uh, in my opinion, the oil, oregano, uh, probiotic, fantastic products. Uh, I don't care uh, what anybody says. The, the research is there. It's also there on the human side. Um, it, the research is getting better and better all the time to show the rhyme and reason why you should be doing these things. If you don't want to do them, that's fine. Uh, biosecurity plays into all of this as well. Um, you know, if you're going to, to shows and fairs and everything else, be wary of those that are bringing sick birds. Um, I would dare say if I was at a, uh, at a county fair and I saw sick birds, if they didn't want to remove them, I would remove mine. And uh, that's tough for the kids to take, but you probably saw it <clears throat> a few uh, weeks ago, maybe a little bit more, at a oh, yeah. fair in, in Michigan where the birds contracted LT and they put all the birds down. And um, you're going to see more and more of that as these things go on. And, um, you know, uh, it's just the way it is. So, Yeah, we reported on that, absolutely. And it was um, uh, took a lot of – shocked a lot of people, and uh, everybody had their two cents worth of their opinion and whatnot. And um, it was uh, – yeah, it created a lot of uh, comments on our on our Facebook page, and we did report that, Peter, mm-hmm. so – yeah. But, um, yeah, and no. I always tell people, I always tell people, Andy, you know, um, you know, people think because I sell stuff, you know, I try to push it on them. I've never pushed anything, even on this show. I just told you, oil and oregano, yep. if you don't want to buy mine, go buy it wherever you think it's cheaper. I don't care because I know what I'm doing, and the rest of you, maybe not so much. Some do. You know, there's, there's a lot of, I'm not the smartest one out there. I know that. Never purported to be so. But uh, very well informed, I can tell you that, on the things that, that interest me for sure. And, you know, uh, you don't see anybody out there at, at my level uh, putting something together uh, as a feed additive for, for this. And, and we, you know, we, we, we have it here. Uh, it's in testing. Um, I'm sending the rest of it out here probably in the next couple of weeks. Once I get this other paperwork junk behind me, I've got to get this done. Uh, I'll be in a position to have more time to get this stuff sent out of here to the blender and have it all blended. But we're working on a product that contains uh, turmeric, uh, oregano, uh, garlic. And here's one for you. Most people haven't even heard of black cumin, okay? And um, a fantastic product. Uh, and uh, the combination of, of the four ingredients as a top dress to your feed should help uh, enhance the overall health of birds. So, uh, mm-hmm. But you don't hear about that anywhere else, you know. And uh, once I put it out there, then they'll all run around buying their stuff and trying to put their own together and all that kind of crap, but that's okay. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's, it's just the way it is. It's, it's human nature, you know, and... and uh, uh, and, you know, I've done a lot of research on that, talked to a lot of people who are involved, um, you know, in this stuff. Uh, and, that, you know, that's the, that's the interesting part about this. I always laugh, you know, you know, I've been accused of being a this, that, and the other thing, wannabe, and all. I don't want to be nothing but who I am. And um, I've always enjoyed being who I am and what I do and get great pleasure out of doing what I do. And uh, But I don't get my information from, uh, you know, the guy at the water cooler at uh, Kmart and Walmart and, Sam's Club and uh, Target and all those kind of places. I get my information, by and large, from the sources and the people that have done it, and the people that have 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 lived it, and 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 so on. You know, I got my start um, 
in Kingston, New York. That's not where the farm was, but that's where the veterinarian was who took me under his wing and uh, Dr. Grayson B. Mitchell. We had something in common. We both were at the time, and I still am. I haven't done much with it lately, but interested in genealogy. And we we exchanged a lot of information, books, and so on and so forth. I just dug out some of the stuff the other day. And uh, he has since passed in the last year or two. Um, hadn't talked to him and spoke to him in quite some time because he moved away from the original address and I didn't have a forwarding address for him. But it doesn't matter. That's where I got my start. And that's, you know, because uh, somebody said to me the other day, I, I, I posted something on, a, on one of the Facebook things about they were giving medication to this bird by dribbling it down the side of the, 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 the beak. And I said, this is crazy. You know, if you knew the anatomy of the bird, you'd have this over in 10 seconds. And then, you know, somebody, well, you know, I learned mine from a board-certified vet. Whoopie frickin' do. Okay? You know, that means nothing to me. And uh, I've seen more of them kill more chickens and, and stuff than you can shake a stick at because being a, a board-certified avian vet doesn't make them a chicken vet. And I learned all mine from chicken vets, you know. You know, it's... Uh, you know, I can sit here and name them one after another, and it, it doesn't matter. It, people, you know, it's just the way it is. But anyway, yeah. It says Hopefully, that the, uh, uh, well, there's a, there's there's a last last check. There's only about 200 um, certified avian veterinarians on the North American continent, not just in the U.S., but on the North American continent. And mm-hmm. then they're specialized, in most cases, the exotics, the macaws, and the African gray parrot. And that type of thing, not not. And that doesn't make them, you know, it doesn't make them bad people. You know, if a guy is uh, is, a, is a vet and he's willing to see a chicken, my hat's off to him. I, I you know, I applaud it. He goes, he's going to put his best foot forward and do the best he can. But you know, some of the things I see, just you know, just it's crazy to me. I, you know, could you imagine having ten birds to give oral medication to, and you're sitting there with an eyedropper? And uh, <laughs> this particular bird, obviously, was was very tame. It had, you know, they had it wrapped in a towel, which I, I I've been a big proponent of, and had my own methodology for doing that. Cut off sleeve shirt. We've talked about that and expanding it with, uh, you know, with um, 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 material to um, elastic to to make it so that it it doesn't uh, uh, put too much uh, pressure on the bird and, and kill the bird just by trying to hold it still, but. This, this bird was tolerating it very well, but it, the, the woman had a blob of it on her arm, and I commented, I said, her arm's getting more than the bird. You know, and then, of course, the other person had, well, it's the angle of the camera. No, it's not. I know a brown blob on a, on a white arm pretty quick. And, uh, you know, you could see that, that you know, this was going to be a, a, a very long affair and uh, trying to get this stuff into the bird and hoping it even gets enough medication when all you had to do is open the bird's mouth, okay, obviously, obviously have somebody hold it for you, and take your, your eyedropper, and put it all the way down the bird's throat with the bird's head, and I even said this, head in the air, straight up in the air, and then slowly discharge whatever it is into the big giant dark hole in the back and hold it that way till it all goes down and you're directly into the crop. No fuss, no muss, done. Very little trauma to the bird. That's the end of it. People don't want to take the time to learn the proper anatomy of the bird, and then they, you know, then they turn around and look at me and say, "Well, you know, you you don't know what you're doing." Okay, that's all right. I don't know too many people that are going to do that. Yeah, thanks, thanks, buddy, for joining us today. It's always a pleasure to have you on. We've had thousands of folks learn so much from you, and so it's uh, it's an asset to have you on the show. And um, thanks for the information today. And we can revisit this again and, and dive even more into it, and even a little bit more detail uh, when you come back next month. 
Yeah, I'm putting some stuff together. If I have it all put together by the time the next show comes around, I'll be glad to share it with everybody. But it, we're going to talk about phytochemicals and, you know, what's involved and, and what they do. Some of them, are, are you would be surprised, are very powerful in their own right. And, again, it goes back to having the proper combination. If you don't have the right combination, it doesn't matter about what phytochemicals you have, you see. Exactly. So we'll go into it. Yep. We'll, we'll, we'll explain it and everything else. And, and, uh, and again, I don't pretend to be the expert on it, but I know uh, – you know enough about it to speak about it and, and put a product together uh, based on that information. So we'll, we'll talk about it. We'll get it done. I'm looking forward to it, and then we we can put something together for the magazine too for a spring spring issue. So I'm working uh, that on sounds it. even. Yep. That'll yep. be great. Hey, thanks, buddy. Thanks for joining us today. You're awesome. Okay, Andy. Thanks. Appreciate it, man. You bet. Take care. Bye bye. When you need an incubator, think Brincy, the incubation specialists. Brincy has been a world-leading manufacturer of quality incubators for almost 40 years. They manufacture incubators that hold anywhere from 7 to 380 eggs with high-quality electronic and digital controls, including precise humidity controls and programmable egg turning, all at surprisingly affordable prices. Enter the coupon code WHISPER at checkout and receive 10% off your entire order. Order your new incubator today at Brincy.com. That's B-R-I-N-S-E-A.com. Cackle Hatchery is a third-generation, family-owned and operated hatchery. They offer over 193 varieties of poultry shipped directly from their facility in Missouri. It's their mission to enhance your life by providing you with quality poultry for showing, meat, enjoyment, eggs, and pets. They specialize in hatching purebred poultry and shipping day-old chicks right to your local post office since 1936. 4-H and FFA Youth Poultry Clubs get a 10% discount. Check out their website, CackleHatchery.com, for posted weekly specials and discounts. That's CackleHatchery.com. Give the Want to protect your hens from the damage caused by an overly affectionate rooster? Nothing protects hens better than the Hen Saver Hen Apron. Hen Saver Hen Aprons come in several different sizes to fit both bantam and large fowl hens. They also come in several different styles and colors. Give your hens the protection they deserve by purchasing Hen Saver Hen Aprons today. 100% of all proceeds goes to provide care to rescued animals at Crazy K Farm in Hempstead, Texas. Purchase your Hen Saver Hen Aprons at hensaver.com. That's hensaver.com. From our family to yours, feed your chickens the way nature intended. Pure, wholesome goodness. Kalmbach Feeds. 
Visit our website at KalmbachFeeds.com. That's K-A-L-M-B-A-C-H-Feeds.com. Or order today on Amazon.com. Kalmbach Feeds is a proud sponsor of The Chicken Whisperer. Hey, what a great episode, Backyard Poultry with the Chicken Whisperer, brought to you by Kalmbach Feeds. Today's guest, Peter Brown, also known as the Chicken Doctor, talking about this um, FDA veterinary feed directive takes place January 1st, 2017. We need to have a plan. We need to prepare for this. It's going to happen, like it or not. And some some people it will affect more than others. Um, but uh, we'll, we'll have them back on, and we'll talk about some more alternatives that you might be able to use. Um, but, but again, as Dr. and I um, had stressed, because I see it every day, um, just, just the issue of, oh, well, like I said, I, I kid you not, there are people that are buying oregano in the pizza aisle at the store and then sprinkling on their feet, getting wasting their money, getting absolutely no benefit from it because they didn't read the entire study. Um, whether it's oregano, whether it's apple cider vinegar, whether it's uh, thyme, whether it's garlic, whether it's whatever the case may be. And we see it day in and day out and day in and day out and day in and day out. So uh, there is a... Uh, a reason to the madness, if you will. There's there's more to it. You gotta read the fine print, um, and then maybe you'll you'll get some benefit out of it. So, but just more than just the headline of a Google search. I promise you, we see it every single day. So, thank you very much for tuning in, and I hope you have a wonderful and blessed weekend. And we'll see you back here. Don't forget ChickenWhisperermagazine.com. You can subscribe to the totally free digital edition. You can also subscribe to the print edition if you uh, prefer a touchy-feely real magazine. You can flip the pages through. You can tune in here weekly and get information from our bank of experts, poultry scientists, poultry vets, uh, Peter Brown, the chicken doctor, um, people from, uh, well, poultry universities from around the coast right here. Um, Just finishing up the second edition of Chicken Whisper, a guide to keeping chickens, and and, uh, probably the Starting October 1st, I'll start putting together. I've got to the end of the year to put together the Fact or Chicken Poop book, which is going to be a huge hit. The website's already a big hit. Go check it out, factorchickenpoop.com, and uh, see how we do blog busting on a daily basis about things that are posted that end up being chicken poop. You'll see what I'm talking about, factorchickenpoop.com. All righty, folks, we'll see you next week. Have a great weekend. God bless, everybody. Bye. <laughs>